podcast is from the Abington Community Library. We'll be talking about library programs, book recommendations and explorations, and fun facts. Hello and welcome to Lexibor, the podcast from the Abington Community Library. You might be familiar with lexicon, vocabulary, or lexical. Lex has to do with words, and vor, like herbivore or carnivore, means an eater of. So lexivore means those who are voracious in reading, those who devour words. I'm Renee. I'm Mega. And I'm Nancy. And we are all library staff and volunteers at the Abington Community Library. Thanks so much for joining us during this episode. This is our end of the year wrap up. So we'll be highlighting the best books we read this year, sharing about the most widely checked out materials from this past year, and sharing about what we're looking forward to reading in 2022. Mega and I are very excited to welcome Nancy to the podcast. So Nancy, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, I'm Nancy Burke. I have been working at the Abington Community Library for 17 years. Woo-hoo! I celebrated my anniversary. How did I, you celebrate? Did you celebrate with yourself? I came to work. <laughs> As all good workers do. Did you at least get a chocolate bar? <laughs> Always chocolate. Always chocolate. <laughs> Always chocolate. I work in the, the children's department as well as the circulation area. So I definitely love children's books, finding uh, new books for the library, for the children to read, and for me to read during story times. And I'm also a very excited reader. Um, I love to find books here. I love to listen to suggestions from other staff members or from patrons um, to get some good ideas. And something that I will say is that Nancy's staff picks are always the ones that people come back and talk about and so anytime she puts up um a display people are always like so last week I came and there were these three really great books and we can never replicate it because Nancy only comes up like every like two months so yes we're excited to have you on because you read a lot of different things which I think is helpful do you like always willing to chat about them yeah I I um I definitely I like thrillers I like mysteries I love historical fiction. So, you know, I I do kind of like a a different variety, but I I definitely get a lot of ideas from books that we see other patrons checking out um, or other staff members have read. And I'm like, oh, that looks like a great one. I think I'll try it. So, yay. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. Um, Let's jump right in with what our best books that we read this year were. Nancy, start us off. What were your best one or two from 2021? All right. Probably my favorite was Kristen Hanna, The Four Winds. I've read a lot of Kristen Hanna books. Some of hers are historical fiction were definitely my favorites of hers. And that is what this one is. She wrote a lot of uh, World War II Holocaust ones, The Nightingale, The Winter Garden, which I thought were excellent. This one's a little bit different. This one takes place um, during the Depression and the Dust Bowl. This is an interesting time period that I don't feel like a lot of people worry about. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's one of the reasons why it kind of jumped out at me. I had actually seen uh, the Dust Bowl, the Ken Burns, like the video that, oh, he, nice. hit yeah. that he had on PBS. So it is definitely, a, you don't even learn a lot about that in when you're studying history right. or whatever. You go straight, you know, to World War II. Yeah. But anyway, it follows a family, you know, as they're struggling to survive out in Texas and Oklahoma. I forget exactly where they started, mm-hmm. um, but they were end up going out to California where a lot of other families were going too. It's definitely difficult to read, like yeah. any historical fiction book yeah. is. They're never happy. <laughs> like it's They're never, never happy. happy. <laughs> so it follows the story of this family um, going out there and you know looking for work. It gets into you know the haves and the have-nots. Workers trying to you know unionize and everything. But the thing I guess it really 
got to me is just feeling you were in the middle of a dust storm. I remember reading it. We were, my husband and I were driving to visit my um, two sons in college and I'm reading the book. He's my husband's driving. And I remember looking up as we were getting close and just being amazed that there was green grass, leaves and flowers, you know, everything around, because I felt like I was right there that I could taste the dust. I mean, you really felt like you were in there. Now, I won't give any uh, spoilers or anything. <laughs> I do know some some people didn't like the ending. They felt it was very uh, depressing okay, and everything. Okay. Well, is any uh, you know historical fiction like Holocaust or Dust Bowl book? It's it's going to be very tough to read. However, I found it kind of bittersweet and hope and hopeful. Oh, um, so it actually nice. so I know and so people are going to have different opinions on yeah. that. But I absolutely. Yeah. Is this Absolutely. your favorite one by Kristen Hannix? I yes. think you've read all of hers. Yes, I yeah. think I have read all of hers. Like I said, I prefer her historical yeah. fiction ones, uh, but this was definitely. Okay, wow, that is high praise. Definitely my favorite. Awesome. So, all right, the four wins. And one more quick one. Um, I read this actually really early in, in Ooh, 2021, yeah. so I, I don't remember all uh, quite all the details. <laughs> but this is The Scent Keeper by Erica Bauermeister. And this was another one that I just... From the page one, I just felt like I was just like enveloped in this story. And it's a story about um, a girl and her father who they live on a remote island by themselves. And he makes these different scents um, and, and, and puts them into bottles and everything. Perfect. And it just, as she smells these different things, it reminds her of different things. Well, then the tragedy happens. She has to go to the mainland and everything. And it just kind of helps you, the, the beauty of scent, mm -hmm. um, how it can bring you back to, you know, to people you love, help right. you, you know, find yourself, find other things. And I mean, if you think about scents, I mean, to me, that's, you smell something and it's like, you just know where you are. It's so if, tied to memory. When I, when I smell almond extract, I am taken right back to my mother's kitchen at Christmas time, making Christmas cookies. I mean, wow. and she made lots of different cookies, but it's the almond extract. I can smell that. And it's like, that's where I yeah. am. But this was an excellent book too. Okay. Absolutely love it. I feel like I saw a lot of our patrons check that out throughout the year. And so that's like, I that's might've recommended it. <laughs> I think you have, because well, I see but I this see was, this was, yeah. this was an excellent one. It's, it's not a historical fiction. fiction. It was just wonderful. And the author actually wrote an earlier one, the school of essential ingredients, which was a little, um, oh. this lady doing a cooking school. So again, the scent, the taste and yeah. everything, she's kind of into that. And that one was really good too, but this one, Loved it. This I really it. like it. Loved I it. like uh, this, you know, sensory description, mm -hmm. unusual sensory description. Mm -hmm. So focusing in on scent yeah. is really nice. And and when she, they would talk about, you know, different things that the girl was smelling, whatever, or, you know, smelling th bottles, you know, that her father had, you know, prepared and everything. I mean, I'm like, yeah, I can smell the ocean myself. You know, you just kind of feel like you're right there. Scent is one so. of those senses that's very easy to echo. Mm -hmm. If somebody talks mm -hmm. about smelling cinnamon, then you'll smell it, even if yeah. it's not nowhere right. in the building. Yeah. yeah. You're just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, those are great picks. Okay. I, this was the first time or 2021 was the first time I had read a Kristen Hannah book. Mm -hmm. So now I'm slowly trying to make my way through mm -hmm. her work. Mm -hmm. so, awesome. All right, Mega, hit us. All right. So I think I'll start off with Patricia C. Reed's Dealing with Dragons. Okay. It is the first book in a, a little quartet called the Enchanted Forest Chronicles. So this book is very heavy with uh, fairy tale trope inversion humor. It's all of the things that we kind of take for granted in fairy tales, the fairy tale tropes, they are expectations in this mm -hmm. world, which is not to say that that's how things really are, but it's how things are expected to be. And of course, you like on our world, you get folk who don't really like the ending that that sticks them with. Okay. So they there's all this 
acting out as people are, are, rea are reacting to and against the expectations. So the main character in the book is a princess who thinks that all of the things that princesses are supposed to be are boring. So she <laughs> runs away to go live with a dragon. Now it's one of those tropes that dragons have princesses and the knights come and fight them to, to win them back. And her parents, as they're supposed to, you know, give up, set up half of their kingdom as a, a dowry for whoever wants her back. But she doesn't want to go back. Yeah. So she will occasionally like give knights directions to different dragons' lairs for those princesses who want to go back. So oh. <laughs> match them up the nicer princesses with nicer knights and the jerks can kind of deal with each other. Go ahead. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> and she's also dealing with the dragon, she's there as a friend and her official title, like she's a, she's a friend and she's a librarian. So she's kind of helping her friend, the dragon, deal with kind of these dragonish politics and somebody else coming in from the outside trying to cheat. Mm. And that's how the story goes. You get a lot of things like this guy, he's trying to abandon the kid in the woods at one point and He's like, well, I'm an evil uncle, so I'm kind of supposed to. It's like, I was paid my dues in the evil uncle's guild, and it was so much fun. And then his parents left. And if I don't do something, when they deliberately left me to babysit them, I'm going to be kicked out of my guild. Like, what am I supposed to do? I just wanted to sit in the meetings and snark. Like, that's it. So that kind of humor. Okay. Or the giant who's out marauding and... You know, he's whining about his wife's trying to make him wear a, a scarf. And he's okay. like, but I won't, it won't look right. I won't be scary. Like, how am I supposed to do my job if I don't do that? Oh, that's such a fun yes. one. So they're, they're working with the tropes. So right. acting as the tropes demand is like a paid job wow. for huh. something. Uh, or like a, a social hobby expectation. Yeah. You get clubs. There's the dwarf who's, uh, you know, spinning straw into gold. So he's like... I have to do this, except none of them will guess the kid's name. So I'm stuck with raising them for, and the, for like their entire lives. And then they have to go back and deal with their kingdoms. Like, can you spend for a scholarship? Oh, can you charge yeah. your parents for educating them like a boarding school? Like take on some kids for profit. So it's, it's all of these ways of dealing with how the, the tropes don't really, they're difficult to deal with. Right, they are. <laughs> if you imagine them in real life yeah. instead. Okay. That's so, such an interesting plot. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. I love it. And it's also one that's full of these like funny bits that are mm -hmm. really quotable. You know, when you're reading a book and you just want to quote this little, this bit about aloud that really catches you. Yeah. So this book will like to do that. Some books, it gets too involved trying to explain why it's funny. But this one is just like, and the rabbit is named Killer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. All right. So that one is hilarious. It's fun. I recommend it to everybody. Quote things aloud or pick up the audiobook and then we go, what? There's a lot going on there. <laughs> definitely, that's that's definitely not how I wrote my younger brother into reading the entire series <laughs> into literal pieces. <laughs> All right, so that one's pretty lighthearted. The other one I wanted to talk about is called Dragon Bones. It's a fantasy novel, so you get like medievalish political structure. There's magic, dragons, God. It is a very good story. So you have the main character who is, uh, he kind of loses his right to his noble position as a result of some political shenanigans and also because people thought he was intellectually disabled. So he kind of sneaks off and goes off to war so that he can be there first. And that kind of will kind of prove that he's not mm. because he's got he, he because he, he accomplishes something that he's clearly not as bad off as they're claiming. And it does at times deal with things on the darker side. So it, it does mention things like domestic abuse, slavery, rape, mental health issues, disability and ableism, things like that. Oh, 
he one of the reasons he was thought to be intellectually disabled was because his father beat him so hard that it damaged his ability to speak for a time. Oh, oh my! So, so like very survival. Wow, yeah. survival. Yeah. It's still like an immensely good story. The writing is very good. It focuses a lot on character building, and not everybody's how you think they will be in the beginning. So it's like you know all the dark things they're not gratuitously there, and it's also one that doesn't have romance, which is really interesting mm -hmm. romance in the sequel but in this one really the characters just had so much they had to deal with already they were just like yeah no we're not doing sequel. i will say that this one um the library has the sequel but not the original okay. don't ask me why okay. especially because it's not really standalone maybe we should order maybe we should order it <laughs> awesome okay so this is great so we have some historical fiction we have like literary is yours like a literary fiction the sun yeah okay yeah. some literary yeah, definitely uh, it, was, it was a little bit of like a mystery but not i wouldn't Ooh, call it so okay. much a mystery okay um, some fancy light and dark fantasy, light and dark fantasy right? mm -hmm. great well then i will share mine i have a memoir that i spoke about in our may episode it is entitled crying in h mart by michelle zahner this truly is my favorite book of 2021 I gushed about it in May, so I will not gush about it anymore. But I will say that is this really powerful story of a woman who is growing up Korean American. It is also about the story of um, her relationship with her mom, who held her to really high standards when she was growing up. And it is really just a story about food and identity. And I read it and just sobbed the entire time oh. I read it. <laughs> I have a friend who just became a mother and who is Korean herself. And so I sent this to her and she said she had started reading it um, while she was still pregnant and then had to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> and now that um, her daughter is born, she is going back and reading more of it. And she's like, my perspective has already changed so much just in those, you know, six months. Mm -hmm. So I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's beautifully written. Give it to everyone you know. Read it all the time. <laughs> and then the other book that I have is called Tender is the Flesh by Augustina Bazarica. This book is wild. It's so crazy. Um, it is about a world in which humans eat other humans um, and they don't eat meat because there was this virus that killed off all of the animals and so they can't eat them anymore. Um, so the humans that they eat are kept like animals are um and it's just it's a really interesting terrible book wow <laughs> wow it's it not happy but it's just a really interesting look at how far humans can go there's a lot of ethical questions yeah stuff? what you, wow. yeah, what you what will do to survive do? yeah wow. and so i highly recommend that it is definitely a hard read um i will give there's a few different trigger warnings that probably should go along with it but um yeah, I keep thinking about it because it's it's just like, it's a very haunting book and just one that has really stuck with me. So that's the mark of a good book. I know it just sticks around. It's, it keeps mm -hmm. yeah. Right. It's just it's such an interesting concept. Concept I mean, and I think especially after going through a pandemic where I'm thinking a lot about viruses and sickness, it really it just yeah. What, just caught what would happen? Yeah. <laughs> All right, great. So we have you know a book for everyone on there. We have a memoir. We have some weird sci-fi. So yes, those are our best books of this year. we are going to chat about the books that our community checked out the most within the library system. Um, and so I wanted to say thanks to our co-host, Mary, who put all of these items in an envelope. I made her seal it. How exciting. My eyebrows are wet. Eyebrows. Yes, I know. And none of us have seen this. We don't know what's going to be on it. I hope you can hear the ripping. There we go. There we go. I feel like it was the Oscars and the Grammys. Okay. So 
Oh, interest. Oh, I love this so much. Oh, come on. Yeah, okay. After okay. So, the greatest amount of checkouts for our library for adults. Do you want to take any guesses? Just books. So, we're not doing audiobooks, we're not doing movies, just books. Is it a fiction or not fiction? It is fiction. It's a fiction. A James Patterson something? Okay. Good, good guess. guess. Yeah. Um, the top book was The Four Winds by Kristen oh, Hannah. <laughs> How exciting it is. An excellent book. I love it. Um, and then the second most checked out book was the was 28 Summers by Ellen Hildebrand. The most checked out book throughout Lackawanna County Library System was also The Four Winds, followed by The Return by Nicholas Sparks. Is that his newest one this year? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, hey. Yep. Excellent. Oh, I love this. Yeah. All right. What about um, movies? What do you think the most checked out movie at Abington was in 2021? One of the Midsummer Murders. Ooh, okay. <laughs> they, they just seem to fly off they the shelves. That's that TV series. Okay, good point. Um, Little Women. Oh, wow. listeners, you should see the looks. Wow. <laughs> um, Little Women, and then the second most checked out was A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Oh, interesting. Excellent. Both very good. I actually I saw, bo see. I saw both, of them. both of them. I did okay. see both of them. They were both excellent. Yeah. yeah. And then throughout Lackawanna County, um, the most checked out was Little Women and then followed by Promising Young Woman. Oh. I have not seen that. Okay. All right. Now, what do you think the most checked out audio book in Abington? Focus Patterson again. Oh, okay. Um, Little House in the Big Woods by Laura Ingalls Wilder. Oh, my. Wow. Well, Followed by Little House on the Prairie. Do you know, during 2020, so during the pandemic, I just, I got tired of watching the news, listening, yeah. listening to the radio, you know, there's just too much and everything. So I was like, you know what? I need something to really call me. I listened to every one of the Little House books on, oh, on audio. Yeah. And it was the, the woman who read them. I mean, whether you're an adult or a kid, the woman who read them was just like a grandmotherly yeah. one. And it was just wonderful and very calming to listen to. <laughs> So if they ever, if you enjoyed those books as a child, or, you know, if you want your children to get into them, listening to them was, was a real pleasure. It's a good palate uh, cleanser. Too, yeah. Right? It was yeah. a very good, uh, real, real the enjoyable. Really surprise yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, I found that out too. I thought it was interesting that they're both like kind of outdoors. So mm. it's like everybody's stuck inside and they're mm -hmm. all dreaming of the outdoors. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. an interesting. Yeah. Or, or back to, back to a simpler, simpler time. Right. I well, thank you, Mary, for pulling that together. Also, yeah. our friend Elizabeth Davis, I'm sure that you ran the report on that. And you also listened to Harry Potter this year, didn't you? I, I literally just finished this weekend listening to all the Harry Potters, all, all seven of the books, and that was wonderful. The uh, uh, Jim Dale, I yes, think his name, he was wonderful, and it was just I mean, I had read all the books obviously years ago, but just to, to listen to them was, and after, you know, I've seen the movies too yeah. since then. Um, it, it, that was a true pleasure. I usually listen to I mean, I do like a book yeah. in my hand. I really do like a book in my hand, but boy, I've kind of changed my mind a little bit with <laughs> listening to some of these. I mean, they, that can be very enjoyable and it really relaxing. I think, yeah, I think certain books really are almost better as audio books. Mm -hmm. I'm currently listening to the book There, There by Tommy Orange for a book club that I'm running for the library. And so I'm reading it, but now that I'm listening to it, I only want to listen to it again, just because I can't, I can't do the voices in my head and it's easier for me mm -hmm. to keep track of who people are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, well, that was a dream. That, that was, I exciting. feel like we should do that every episode. Cause I just love that so much. Yeah. How people are, are trending. How people are trending and just, um, yeah, like what people are reading because I, I would have also thought Rudy Patterson 
for everything. <laughs> yeah. Because we, we see so many comparisons. Uh, there's so many of uh, so many of the books and they yeah, get checked probably out. Probably with so many of them, it just kind of averages out that not mm. no individual one. one. Yeah, 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 true. That's, that's true. true. That's a good point. You count them all as a whole. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, as we wrap up this episode and sadly our year, I can't believe we're going into 2022. We want to share with you the book that we're most excited about reading next year. So something that is coming out in 2022 and that we already have a hold in for if possible. Mm-hmm. Nancy, give me um, books. Well, first, if Kristen Hanna does have another one coming out, I don't <laughs> think she has one um, yet um, coming out, but if she does, I would have. 100% pick her book. That's your default. Um, that is my default. Um, but there is one, uh, one, another one of my favorite authors, Lauren Castillo. Yeah, She has a series. Um, it's the Amish Burkholder uh, series. And um, they're Amish mysteries, thrillers. And the very first one is Pray for Silence. And there might be nine, 10, 11 That's books or whatever. And you would think like how many books about the Amish can you get, you know, these, these mystery thrillers and stuff, but everyone is, you know, is a little different and I always get excited. I know she has a new one coming out. So I'm very excited to read hers. If you do want to read them, I would start with the first one in this okay. series. Mega. Okay. So mine is called Catalyst by Anne McCaffrey. Hmm. Uh, I just recently, like just a couple of days ago, saw it as the library now has a, the ebook of it. Oh, okay. nice. So um, I looked at the description and it was talking about the ship's cats as uh, like science fiction. Okay. So the spaceships, they have the cats on them to control the small vermin and various other things that cats can do. Okay. The, you know, crew cohesion and psychology and all kinds of things. Now, the other thing is I have read some of the short stories, ship's cats short stories, and I was like, oh, hey, it's like, must be the same thing. And then I looked again and I realized that it was a different, that was a different author. Okay. No. Mercedes Lackey versus Anne McCaffrey. Mm. I have seen them in like some of the same anthologies, so that it might be a, an inspiration going back. Oh, cool. I'm really interested. I, w- I really want to read them and see what's going on there. And I think I've enjoyed it a lot. I like science fiction. Love yeah. cats. <laughs> it's the perfect building too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. Um, well, my pick for 2022 is Sea of Tranquility by Emily St. John Mandel. She wrote The Glass Hotel as well as Station Eleven. And the thought behind, or I'm sorry, the plot behind this book is in 1912, a young man hears a violin playing in the Canadian woods. And 300 years later, a detective uncovers an anomaly in the woods. So I'm very excited. Mm. Um, I did not, I, I had trouble getting into her last book, The Glass Hotel, but I actually love Station Eleven. So I'm hoping that this one redeems her, her for me. <laughs> we'll see though. Um, yes. Well, any last thoughts, friends, before we wrap up our year? Anything else you want to share with our listeners about books or what you're excited for? I just, um, not about any particular book, but just to remind our readers that not only can you, you know, you can download the books if you're into that, but if you, there's a lot of books, like I have a lot of books on hold and I can't read them all at once. We can suspend the holds and we can put a date on it so yes. we can come back. You don't have to remember to put it on hold. <laughs> um, that way I can I can make sure I'll get the book eventually um, when I want it. And, it's like a running uh, so list. Of it's a running list. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll be researching something and I'll just like put them all on hold and then I'll suspend all but two or three. Exactly. I'd love to come in a few at a time. Though. I mean, I'm not, you know, something coming out with 50 books. Exactly. Yeah, that's, a great, exactly. that's a great reminder. And something else that I wanted to share with our listeners, we have a mobile app now. It is LCLS, the number two, 
and the word go. So LCLS to go. And on there, you can put in your library card number and you can do everything that you can do on our website or in the library on your app. And so you can put holds, check out the catalog, see the events that we have going on. And that's been really helpful for me as I've been at home or in a bookstore, it's, like looking up books that, you know, I want to put on hold. So. And it, it's very easy to, to navigate because I, I even downloaded it. <laughs> and it's, um, it's very, very, it's super easy. Mm -hmm. You can have your library, yeah. get your card, you can just Hold up. Zip that right there. So yeah, good, good reminder. Well, Nancy, thank you so much for being on our episode. Thank today. you for inviting me. This has been a pleasure. This yeah. has been a pleasure. It's always, always nice balance. Yeah, it was <laughs> always just yeah, great to chat with you about books. And you're really that scent keeper. I might have to like steal that. That is an excellent one. Yeah, for walking out. Right, yeah. <laughs> so thank you all so much. We're excited to share lots of new episodes, ideas, and books with you next year. So stay tuned for more details. We hope that you've enjoyed today's podcast as well as the other podcast episodes that we put out this year. The music used for this podcast is from podcastthemes.com and we used free theme number five. Many thanks to Mr. Blasco for allowing its use. Thanks so much and we'll see you again soon. See you later. Bye. Bye.